Welcome to High on the Hog with Merrill Schindler and co-hosts Joanna Belson and Janice Hardoon. This is a podcast about all things cannabis. Tune in every week as Merrill, Joanna, and Janice discuss the medical benefits of CBD and THC products with each other, as well as with informed guests from the cannabis industry and the lawmakers who regulate it. This is High in the Hog, the podcast. I'm Merrill Schindler with Janice Hardoon and Joanna Belson. And the other day, I went over to a seminar at UCLA, UCLA uh, Hospital, the UCLA Center for Integrative Oncology, the Sims Man Center, um, because they had a lecture on medicinal cannabis and cancer with Dr. David Chen and Dr. Lee Rosen. And I thought this would be dry and boring and, you know, real scientific and tedious. And I'd be going, I, I feel like I'm in class. It was, it was hilarious. Dr. Chen is just brilliant. Just, he, he, he looks like he's, he's got a, he's got a zillion different um, credits and he looks like he's 17. I don't know how he does that, but he, he led us through the history Asian of. Asian beauty. <laughs> I thought it was the Elevate skin cream. It could be. Um, it led us through a whole bunch of history and, and it's a story of. And, you know, I, I sent uh, I sent Janice and Joanna pictures from it, which included some pictures of labels well into the 1930s where cannabis was still perfectly legal. Like I said, it was in Sears catalog was, in yeah. 1898. Yeah, well, even more recently, actually. It's quite amazing. Oh, 1898 It's a long time to be selling <laughs> cannabis and other drugs in a catalog. Well, especially since it was first used 3,000 years ago in China by an emperor who, um, you know, discovered that this this herbal medicine, and, you know, the Chinese love herbal medicines. Go to a Chinese herbalist, you'll be dazzled. And he found it was really working. So it's only been until recently. Anyway, they went through the various studies, and being medical people, they were far more cautious than others. You know, they were, you know, we haven't had, because of government restrictions and corporate restrictions, we haven't had the billion dollar, um, you know, double blind tests. But from what we can see, something's going on here, particularly with CBD. And, you know, it was good to hear that. And then the questions got very technical and, you know, I, I, they sort of lost me. But it's interesting how virtually everyone who comes in here, myself included, has a story of discovering medical cannabis through a health issue, which would include our current guest, Gay Gelman, uh, founder, president and CEO of Gelman Event Marketing, but also co-founder of the Upside Edibles, CBD Upside and New Turf Consulting, dealing with cannabis edibles, marijuana edibles. Gay, tell us about the illness that led you to cannabis. Well, I have two sisters. Um, fortunately, I have two sisters, and unfortunately, both have cancer. And one sister, uh, during chemo, found cannabis to help her through the... Uh, uh, the journey. Thank you. Uh, and the other sister has a very, very rare uh, disease, and it helped her also through the procedures. Um, my mother had severe arthritis, shoulders, back, and knees. And every quarter, I would take her for shots. And the only thing that would have helped her really live a 
aging gracefully type of life would have been the cannabis. So when this fell into my lap, over dinner one night, someone said they were in it. I tried to get a license in Illinois and uh, couldn't get it because Big Pharma got it. But along the way, met a whole bunch of people. The first thing I did was call my cousin out in California because I thought that probably he would know something. He had a dispensary, edibles, the whole nine yards. I said, why don't you send me your blueprints so I can try and get an application done in Chicago. So we became friends. I didn't get the application, I didn't get the license. And then the fruit product that we're selling came to me through a friend who is a engineer of food, used to be with Kraft. This is a whole fruit, no GMOs, no preservatives, no dyes, vegan. And I said, you know what? This is a healthy product. I looked at the industry and I said, there's no healthy products in THC. CBD was not even on the radar at the time. And so we made a healthier product to counteract gummies because as you know, with cancer and most of the diseases, they don't want sugar in their diet. No, I actually didn't know that. I did not realize that. Sugar is a flammatory. And it so- It the cancer cells. That's right. Exactly, Janice. And sugar is not good in any of those diseases that cannabis mm -hmm. actually counteracts. So we wanted a no sugar, we wanted something healthy, and we created this fruit product. And then I went to a food show and I found apricots and I said, we can dip those in a sugar-free chocolate. So that became that. So the CBD is inside the chocolate. There's CBD and THC in the THC product. Um, our CBD product has no chocolate. It's whole fruit. Okay. What did you do before this? My other businesses? We all, I mean, you, you weren't involved with uh, medical cannabis, you know, as, you know, in your, in your teens. You had, you had a career that came up to this. Uh, and we found for so many people that that career can be ever so different. You know, there's Janice who was, was the Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, she was, you know, she was deeply involved. I was not the wolf, okay? Okay. You're the fox? <laughs> I'd rather be the fox than that. If you saw the wolf of Wall Street, you don't want to be him. Uh, but what, what were you? So I was in entertainment. Uh-huh. I booked entertainment, and I did very large special events for large corporations. McDonald's was my biggest account from 1976. Um, I also did Ronald McDonald House Charities and got involved in their events. But I, I primarily booked entertainment. I also had a business called Rarities, where I traveled to 70 countries and imported rarities from third world countries and sold them off of Michigan Avenue in a small little shop. And in the process of doing all this, did you encounter cannabis? Were Never. you out there in the countryside? Did you, did you, you know? Other than socially. Uh-huh. And um, then I had a bicycle broker uh, company when Schwinn couldn't make enough bicycles to sell. We went over to Germany and we built a bike to bring and import into America because there were no bikes at that time. It was during the Kennedy era when he 
was into exercise and nutrition and everyone got on bikes. And so briefly, we, we we solved that problem. Yeah, it was a fifty mile walk. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. some of us actually made it two miles. But, um. but what is interesting is that right before I got into this business, I wanted to reinvent myself, looking for something other than what I've been doing since nineteen seventy six, and this fell into my lap through social marijuana. I had smoked at a wedding with a friend, and then we went to a dinner opening, uh, a restaurant opening, and he told me he was doing something, uh, you know, ancillary to marijuana. And I said, "How do I get in?" And he said, "Do you have any property?" A cousin of mine had just inherited 77 acres in southern Illinois. I said, "Yes." <laughs> I called my cousin, and I said, "What are you doing with that property? Do you want to build on it?" And, you know, the rest is history. Like I said, we didn't get it. But when I contacted my cousin out here and we got involved, that's how I then knew edibles What year are we talking about? When your sisters became ill, what years were these? My oldest sister, 20 years ago. Okay. My uh, baby sister, um, she's three years cancer-free. Uh, but she constantly fights the idea of it coming back because it's such a rare cancer that it will come back. Okay, so 20 years ago, medical cannabis was darn hard to find, was it There not? was no medical. There was none. It was okay. There was a guy on the street, Meryl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our girl. It's yeah. Exactly. A- acid, she got a- it illegally. Yes. Acid, speed, mm-hmm. pot, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at, at what, I mean... Was she still using when medical came along in California? No. She's been cancer-free. She's had a couple of cancers since, but not the serious. She had uh, two, two breast cancers, but she was using during both of those breast cancers. But now both sisters are on CBD because of me. You, you caught that dreadful story of the, um, the, um, the thug policeman breaking into the man's hospital room in Missouri, because uh, someone had called to say he was he was smoking marijuana, a, a cancer patient, and they they broke into the room and searched everywhere. It was like, really, guys, really, it's 2019. Give us a break, stop it. But I mean, you you came up with it at a tougher time, as did as did Janice. Um, even out here to get the medical license, license to the permit to buy medical was pretty tough. You said at first it was costing you $150, $200? No, the first flight, it was $150,000 was the actual license. Oh, no, I, I mean for you to actually, for, for people oh, to actually to buy it in the store. for my recommendation, I spent $150 to get my first doctor's rec. And right. you know, I had to fill out the paperwork because they said, have you used cannabis? And I'm like, no, it was never my drug of choice. I got it because I owned the collective and my criminal attorney said, I don't want you there without a yep. medical license. Yeah. By the time I got it a couple of years ago, um, you um, sent a message to a website. Oh, you spoke to the yeah. computer. Yeah. I, yeah. I, well, I, spoke to I don't believe guy. in those. Um, my first one I spent, actually Josh's cost a few hundred dollars many uh-huh. years back. I remember when it was probably 10 years ago now. Now you can get them for 20 bucks, but originally they were several hundred dollars. Mine was 18 actually. Well, guess yeah. what it is in Illinois. 
$400, fingerprinting, and you have to be bonded. You actually have to go to a government to, office to, go and to, to use... get a medical card. Well, to get a medical card in um, California, you would have to go to the county. And I think it's $250 to get the county card if you want to save the medical taxes uh, the way that they've restructured California. So the and, thing that I got online is not is not a... Uh, it would not save me the, ins- the, the taxes? It's the taxes you would save on your medical because... The excise tax plus the Measure M tax, so you'd be saving on your Measure M tax if you had a medical card, a true medical card. Oh, the well, savings my- is not great. Great. Right. No, yeah. I would add the taxes really are what's causing the black market right now yeah. to flourish yeah, exactly. because people don't want to spend 30, 40% on taxes depending upon which. Door you're going. Like plus, when the THC world, it's like plus 35% when you finish. So you pick your products, whatever. So if you get an eighth for $100, just tack on another $34. It's 34%. By the time you pay the excise tax, then you pay your Measure M tax, then you pay your state tax, and then you pay sales tax, which incorporates all the taxes so that you can be sure to pay taxes on taxes Mm -hmm. because those are your government officials that you've sent to Sacramento. God bless every one of you. (laughs) But they are reducing Make sure you vote. Make sure you're right. Yeah, it's, but you know what, Gay? I was sitting in there when we were talking about taxes several years back, and it's easier to scale up into something than to try to get a politician to go backwards. So whoop-de-doo, they're going to take it from 15% to 11%. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. I'm sorry, but when you go to CVS and you get your prescriptions, do you pay a sin tax? Not at all. Thank you. There's no but sin. But guess what? Now they're treating this cannabis like beer and alcohol, and you pay a tax on your alcohol beverages. You pay a sin tax on your cigarettes. I'm sorry, but cannabis is your medicine. It's Do true. you think we're, we'll ever get to a point, Janice, where you can use your copay to get cannabis at CVS? I think that it's really going to go on the medical field because most medical doctors right now don't want to risk their licenses. So they don't want to be the doctors prescribing cannabis. They'll send you to another someone else to prescribe it because we're recreational here. We've now alleviated that hurdle so anyone can have access to it. But still the way the state piles on the taxes and they thought this was gonna be such a windfall. Once again, we let politicians come into an industry that they knew nothing about and it didn't matter how many advocates and how many activists that we had sitting there trying to educate them about medicine and lifestyle that they wanted to hear it. They just thought that cannabis was gonna be the end all be all and the windfall of tax revenue to save the world. Look, to hear the misery that um, the researchers at UCLA go through trying to get anything to use for research is is staggering. And and they said even in Israel, which has a, is way ahead of us. Yeah, but it's way ahead of us, but had only helping medical patients. Right. They can't help the masses. So where you have one handful in California, you have another hand empty. It's the same thing, at least Israel, they're doing the work, they're doing the research. The government is behind it. Yes, is it very highly regulated? Yes, it is, but shame on the United States government because they've known this for so many years and now they have to catch up. The researchers were lamenting having to get their legal government weed from um, that farm in Mississippi, which apparently is a sad there's place. No, I think there's one bud on that whole plot of ground <laughs> out in Mississippi. That's not your most conducive climate, Mississippi. Speaking from a girl that grew up in Alabama. 
Now, now Gay, you, you deal with the world of edibles, which, as I said, is my world of, of preferred choice. Because, frankly, if the chocolate's good, even if the CBD doesn't do any good for you, you get a nice piece of chocolate. That's, that's always a good thing, a nice mint. Um, what, what did you start creating? Mean, you started creating the fruit things, right, which are dried fruit? It's not dried fruit, uh, Meryl, and, you know, this is the big differentiation of ours. There are some dried fruit which are dehydrated. Right. That's all sugar. Ours is a wet fruit that has been engineered, like I said, through a maceration process, and then it's, it's dried, but it is still the whole fruit. No sugar, no GMO, no preservatives, but it's not dried so that all the sugar comes to the surface. They keep it fairly wet. So when you taste the product, it really it's tastes... It's a fruity nugget. I just had one. As Quite a wet, delightful. As a, as a wet fruit, I mean, does it last? A year shelf life. Yeah, no kidding. A year shelf okay. life. They're fantastic and delicious. We'll go some. get you some CBD treats. I appreciate Let's get some Thank you. CBD treats. Always a pleasure. Um, so, so you have you know, the, fruity th- the fruity things first, then what came after that? So uh, we had a very exciting thing happen to us. A grocery store chain came to us, and we are launching uh, in 26 stores, and they, they loved our brand so much that they said, what else can you make for us? So we're making them a mint melty, which is a sublingual CBD, like Listerine strips. And because we got into the market to be healthy, we didn't want to do gummies. But we decided to create a gummy bear, B-A-R-E, <laughs> gummy bear, no dye, no preservatives, no sugar, no GMO, no color, and sour. And it's delicious. Is it shaped like a little bear? And it's shaped like a little bear. You're but it's shaped like a little bear. We, we coined the phrase gummy bear. Oh, okay. This, so this is the, the raspberry that I have here. And it looks um, kind of like something we used to eat for. Uh, was it? Was it um, Passover? Passover? Right, the little little jelly things. Oh yes, yeah. except there's no sugar, and there. And I'm sure there's no gluten and no color. Either. But it's delicious. Gluten free as well. Yeah. Mm. I just had the whole peach. I not have had the whole peach. Yeah. Ten milligrams. Okay. You won't fall asleep yet. Um, no, I not fall asleep. But I might start talking even more babble than I usually do, so that's what I, well, this is very nice. Mm, yum, yum. Um, I made sure to not grab the THC bag. What? Not, I said I didn't grab the THC bag. It's the CBD one. Thank you. You're very kind to me. But the THC has the chocolate coating, which is where the medicine is. Yeah. It is kind of amazing how those of us who have discovered this, who believe in it, have found... And there are moments of relief that stagger me. We had the people from Papa and Barkley on a few weeks ago. And um, one of the products that, that I took home was a, a spray, like a, a you know, arthritis lidocaine. spray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there was no lidocaine in it. It was, you know, it was, it was uh, CBD, THC, uh, menthol, eucalyptus. I, I, I used to wake up this knee, right, right knee, in the morning in pain. I could barely get out of bed. It's arthritic, but it's not arthritic enough for... <laughs> Um, knee replacement that was in the left knee I don't want to go through that again but I probably will have to um, and I now spray it at night rub it on I wake up in the morning I'm not in pain I mean this is the first time I'm just amazed I am not in pain my wife had neck issues she sprayed it on her neck and the next day it was like 
the pain's gone. It's really gone. We have the a degree to which it well. works is breathtaking. She had a pain in the neck. You were still there when Ayo, she woke up. Right uh, over the plate of softball, <laughs> hit it out of the park. There are other parts that could be spread on, you know. Um, anyway, it works. It works brilliantly. So you, your stuff is all edible, or do you have creams as well? We have a topical okay. called Upside uh, and Topical. Is it, what does it smell of? So it's got a little minty flavor okay. to it. And this also, for us, is really, really important to have the patents and have the people behind it. Um, the woman who invented this recipe was disabled. She had a pin up her back. Yeah. She also worked in the laboratory of Baxter Travanol. So she created this cream in her laboratory and then, of course, cooked it in her house, and that's how we got the recipe. And that's a THC. It's six to one. And the efficacy is formidable. Now, we deal, you know, we, we try to speak for the um, the regular folks out there, you know, the, the many, many folks who go, I don't know what you're talking about. What is this stuff? CBD, THC, I don't know, alphabet soup. Um in terms of the, the folks that you're selling to, what's the most popular vehicle for, for CBD, THC ingestion? You know, I mean, th- these gummies are they're terrific. These, these fruit bites, which taste remarkably like something I'd feed to my daughter if she was 10 years old. And you probably do feed to your kids, right? Little, little fruit squares, fruit, fruit leather, right? Um, for those of us who, who haven't been 10 years old in, in, in at least a couple of years, uh, what do we like? What do we lean towards? CBD is actually becoming a global market um, because the Farm Bill was just passed. Right. And we can go across state lines. THC is a whole different market. I'm finding that we are going to see CBD in everything from soup to nuts. It's huge And cosmetics, beverage. too. That's correct. Elevate. <laughs> Elevate, exactly. Elevate. Well, no, uh, it wasn't just the... the I, yes, I know CBD is the buzz of the moment. I mean, it's up there with... Um, you know, there's still some doubt out there about, will it really be the thing? Or is it like raw water? If you remember raw water from a few years ago, no, it was like, you it know, is just the weird thing. stuff. Um, but of the ways to ingest it, the little fruities, the chocolate, the mints, what do you find folks well, like me like? Folks like you. <laughs> I mean, my daughter likes gummies, okay? All right. My daughter likes, likes uh, lozenges. Um, I, I, I lean, I want something a little more substantial. Well, gummies are the first thing that people go for because everybody likes gummies. But you're, you're Except seeing, me. you're seeing, they get see- stuck between my teeth. I like chocolate. Yeah, but I like know. chocolate. I, I go can with introduce the cho- you to some bomb chocolate. chocolate. I think is, is it Kiva that makes a great chocolate? Yes. No, but yeah. I'm going to tell you Gail's chocolates because yeah. we were clients of hers before the whole revolution. She had like bomb chocolates. It's like Brookside. And if you think Brookside edibles were good, they are I'm good. telling you, Gail's chocolates were like Brookside. Like I was fixated and my spill was, it's by the makers of the people that make Brookside The 10 pound bags I will bring uh, home. Acacia be- uh, the acacia berries and all yeah. that stuff. She was making uh, cherries and fruits and apricots and they were in my purse every night going home. The 10 pound was so bad. And bags. I can make edibles, so I can make chocolate brownies. I just, that's not my thing is, the, the cookie you're whatever. the best PR I'm still thinking about that banana cake that you had the other right. day oh you can bake 
Honey, you can bake. I can bake. I can go with Gail. We can say edibles are us because we were doing, we didn't take a lot of outside edibles. I took the things that I wasn't going to do. I didn't want to, I think, what, I'm not sure what the word is when you have to get chocolate to a certain temperature. Tempered. Temper. Temper the chocolate. I don't have the patience to temper the chocolate. I can make some bomb the brownies, strawberry or chocolate and what have you. I but, can teach you how. Okay. I don't need to because I have you. <laughs> That's I've right. now learned to get delegate. This is, That's let me introduce right. you to Joanna. <laughs> Take it off your plate and hand it to Joanna. So if she wants to temper chocolate, you go ahead. In answer to your question, Meryl, I had somebody call me the other day uh, who bought a Spanish sparkling wine that's made from oranges right. called Bernard. They also have an olive oil and an orange vinegar. And we are going to infuse not now, see, only... I love vinegar, orange vinegar. Bring it to me. I'll not only are we going to infuse the orange champagne, but we're going to do the vi vinegar and oil. Anything that you can eat is going to have CBD in it. When you say, what is the most popular? It's what's there now. It's what it's your the, taste palette is. Exactly. And what we're doing with our CBD is we have Vesasorb, which is a bioavailability product. What does that mean? Your body's made up of 70% water. CBD is oil. So what happens when you put oil in water? It rises to right. the top. It takes a while to digest. Vesasorb is an immersification of the oil. So there's a... Uh, it makes it water-soluble. Thank you. That's So you're, what you've now found is these isolates and these full-spectrum oils, they've been changed, and now they've been genetically modified so that they become water-soluble. And so I can show you water-soluble water CBD across the street, and you can take that and mix it into your this whatever you need. This is five because. times more potent so you can you you get to use less cbd mm -hmm. which makes the product tastier because if you've ever tasted raw cbd it's Everyone we have on who's dealt with it has said it's a it's a it's a foul thing that's a and taste just in your throw mouth it around. it's the aftertaste that you have yeah. in your mouth it's bitter we'll have to do a tasting uh I'll and do, that's just why once. ours taste. at gail's kitchen with the chocolate yeah, it's it's a little bit like um, the, you 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 can deal with smelling a durian just once, then That's, you never want to smell it again. As as oils and distillates became more prevalent, and we were cooking, we were going with higher grades of oil to do our edibles. Mm -hmm. And what set our oil our edibles apart was that we were using clear. So my friend who was making my oil kept saying to me because he was making the ambers and the different hips, come, what are you doing with these ounces of clear I keep bringing to you? And I'm like. When I finally told him he was gonna, I thought he was gonna shoot me. He goes, you can't use that oil, it's too good to cook with. I said, all of the things that you eat that I make have that oil in it, and that's why you don't know. And it's because of the clarity, they've taken all the residuals out of the oil, all the extractions are done properly. And that clean oil, you don't have this aftertaste. Now there was a question here. Um, if you cook with that oil, does it degrade the CBD? If you stay within a certain temperature, you're fine. And if, you know, vinegar like is pretty... Like great thing, I could hardly wait. She can make us some CBD oil and vinegar, and we can just go to town on salad. I like We never it. have to heat one thing. That's right. And we're That's good. Right. That's right. So if you go right. and she puts CBD into, say, butter, and you go to make your eggs, yeah. you've got your CBD because you don't have to turn that to really high heat. You can just scramble your eggs. Exactly. So there's so many uses to do it, and so she's bringing it to you in a clean form. And what so, about the acidic degrees of vinegar? Will that affect the CBD? I'm putting mine on the acid? salad. 
<laughs> no, we're and I like acid. Yeah, no, we're in test market right now uh, for both the oil, the vinegar, and the champagne. Um, but our CBD. I didn't see the test market over there on Melrose though. No, and I'm yet. happy to test market but it for you. We'll have you in the focus group. Okay. Perfect. Remember when people? I'll bring my friend Joanna. I think most people would. are happy to have anything, but they don't want to taste it. That's As you say, exactly it doesn't taste well. Right they now. just eat. That's why chocolate is so fantastic. That's why the mints are so fantastic. I find that in the um, the tinctures, in some cases, it's very notable. I don't really mind the flavor, at least of THC. Um, but I you know I was, I was using. Well, uh, I guess I guess it was a Pop and Barkley tincture, and I liked it, but it was strong. Uh, the Bloom brand that we got uh, last Bloom week, Bloom Farms. Bloom Farms. I couldn't taste it at all. But Bloom Farms was CBD only, while I think that the Pop and Barkley was a combination of the two, like one to three or three to one. Keep in mind, there's been an evolution of edibles over the years. They never, they didn't taste as good as they do now. I've been eating edibles for 15 years now, and when you first ate them, you would like be like, like cringe on them because you would taste the CBD, the tea, oh, whatever. It was horrible. Forget the cringe part of it. When you ate them so many years ago, you just would pray to God to please let it pass. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, so now, you have to remember, they've come, they're gourmet. They're fan, they don't always taste as good remember, as Remember, for most of us, our first edible was the hash brownie. That's correct. That was, you know, Alice B. Tokles and her hash brownie. That's what we had. Somebody in, in school would make it. Once again, what it really was was a heavy chocolate product. Mm-hmm. A deeply heavy. So the taste of the hash, which if you took a chunk of hash and started chewing on it, you probably wouldn't enjoy it. But the taste of the hash was, it was in a brownie. Everyone likes brownies, right? Chocolate chip cookies, just fine. There are two uh, ways of thinking about it. There are a lot of people in the THC market that want to taste it a little bit because they want to know that they're right that it's they're there, eating their medicine that they exactly and so there's those that like it because they say now i know i'm taking a medicine or i'm going to get high depending upon which market you're serving and then there's others like us who like a, a clean palate yeah. and who don't you know who yeah. want something well, it's good funny. to eat years ago there was a um a skin cream just a regular you know um medicinal healing skin cream for cuts and such and it, 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 it's catchline was, you know, it doesn't sting. You know, it won't sting. People didn't like it. They didn't buy it because they didn't feel it was doing anything unless they put it on the cut and there was a sting as with, say, iodine, mercurochrome, any of those things, which probably don't exist anymore. Um, you didn't have a sense that it was doing anything. And that's why I like like hydrogen peroxide. You put, you put the cut in it, it bubbles, it bubbles. And that's what I like about, to bring this back to the products, CBD products, THC products, you have, if you're, if you're conscious of your body, you have a sense of what it's doing. I'm conscious of my right knee. I can feel that I used to be really hurting in the morning and now I'm not. It's Meryl Schindler with uh, Janice Hardoon, with Joanna Belson, with Phil Giangrande. And thank you, Gay Gilman of Upside Edibles and CBD Upside and New Turf Consulting. Also Gelman Events. You, you, you're wonderful. You're wonderful. You know you. it all. Thank you for and, having me. And this has and been such a pleasure. We should tell people you're a perfectly normal-looking human being. <laughs> She's like my mom. You know, you're not you're not someone whose head is spinning, and you haven't you haven't spoken much babble or anything. I've been babbling. It's Schindler. It's high in the hog. 
the podcast. Join us again next time for everything you've ever wanted to know about the joys, the pleasures, and the healing aspects of medical cannabis. Oh, 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 oh,